Whew, but I'm, I'm really excited for this one, bro. Yeah, man. I'm excited <laughs> to finally be here. You told me about this, what, like six months ago? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I remember telling you about wanting to start a podcast for that long. But I did not do it because I kept, you know. It's scary to take the first step. Yeah. Because, like, you don't want to go in unprepared. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you kind of have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's how you learn. That's how you get better with it. That is so true because initially I was like, I, need, I was just making a lot of excuses. Mm -hmm. I was like, I needed this. I needed this. Mm -hmm. I needed to do this first. I needed to be financially ready. But guess what? Since I've started this podcast, I've spent zero dollars. <laughs> zero. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't have an official studio. I'm recording right. from my closet. But the, <laughs> the closet cast. <laughs> the closet <laughs> I like that, right? That, that might stick. That must that stick. Might stick. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, you got a laptop. I mean, that'll I do, do pretty much anything you need. And the mic and all that, you know, crazy shit comes with what time. Comes but, right. Yeah, I mean, this ain't Joe Rogan from day one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he was all sad and ready and stuff right. like that. Yep. I'm just trying to start out from scratch. Right. Uh, but listen, man, I'm happy. Like like I told you earlier, you're going to be the first guy on this podcast. Well, I'm happy to bring the, um, the aura the to the, the podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, welcome, man. Welcome to the podcast. But let me Thanks. welcome the people, too. Um, right. Welcome, beautiful people. This is another special episode. Um, I'm here with, you know, one of my good buddies, Duane. And uh, he's going to introduce himself a little bit. Um, but I, I'm just excited about what Duane has to say. Um, he's he has a very interesting story, and I think you guys are gonna love it too. But um, I'm just gonna shut up now, and I'm gonna <laughs> let this man introduce himself. All right. So hi everyone. I'm Dwayne. Uh, this is my first podcast I've ever been on, actually. <laughs> yeah. So this is very first. Pretty, yeah, a lot of first right. going on today. Lots of we're making history. Right. So um, where did you want to start off today? I mean, well, I mean, we can talk about a lot of things, but what I was really interested in most right is sort of like your life story and your profession right now okay right because you know and and also i want to talk about like what you do as a trade and 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 what you love doing at the end of the day right okay because i i know for me uh one of the things that most young people can relate to is college right mm -hmm. it's like going to college that has been you know sort of imprinted on your brain right for so long like when you were in middle school mm -hmm. high school it's like, yeah now from a young age they're asking you got to figure out what you want to do for a career and all this it's like i barely dress myself you know how you exactly. want <laughs> to make all these life-changing decisions exactly so that i want to know because you didn't go to college right but you have an amazing career right now mm -hmm. that you very much enjoy doing so let's talk about that okay so um currently i'm a mechanic uh, I work on Lexus cars, which I've been a, a fan of Toyota, which is their their parent company for a great many years. Um, and that's you know, something I, I did not know. I did not know. Yeah, like, yep. Toyota <laughs> makes Lexus. That's why I like them, and that's why I told you the Corolla sweet, bro. Stay with it. So, oh, I love my yeah, Corolla. Exactly. 2006 Toyota Corolla. Yep. Get at it, people. Um, so, uh, I've been a mechanic since about 2004. 13 or 14 right around the time I got my license. Um, mm. you know, I kind of knew that's that's where I wanted to go from the jump Wait, how old are you when you got your license? Uh, I was 
what's it like 15 and nine months i think when you get your yeah i think a permit yeah the permit and then you okay. do that for nine months and, and then you get your full it. license and okay. then yeah so i mean since i did everything like the day i could right. so i was so excited <laughs> like that's what i look forward to my whole life was like i can drive <laughs> so you were ready i was ready i had a car like i had everything ready by the time i had my license so and you bought that car if i remember correctly you bought right. your own car yeah it was uh three hundred dollars Three hundred dollars. What car was it? A uh, '67 Dodge uh, Coronet, and it was in bad shape. It had been sitting outside <laughs> for like 15 years when I got it. It was pretty gross, but you but know, for you, that right? Was... That was a, a you know a <laughs> blank canvas, so to speak. So you know, you spend some hours scrubbing it, and polishing it. You know, I redid the brake system and right. the fuel system. Right. You know, tune up odds and ends here and there. Mm. And uh, you know, I drove that car every day for a year, and you know, that's a 50-something-year-old car. So wow, you. You know, driving that as your first vehicle, especially at this day and age, it, it gives you a really different perspective on, on cars and driving in oh, general, because, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's very raw experience. Yeah. Um, you know, wow. the cars, like today's cars are just so comfortable and cushy, and like, you know, you just start it and put it in gear and you, you go. Got, yeah. You know, back in, yeah, the, the Coronet, <laughs> I mean, you had to pump the gas to get it to start. If it would yeah. even start, sometimes it just break down, you know, you had to be careful <laughs> if it was raining out, you know, the wipers weren't good. You couldn't run the headlights, the wipers, and the heat at the same time. You yeah. had to pick two. <laughs> so it, it was right two out of two out of three and no three at a time or it just oh, didn't no. like it so <laughs> but now you have all the convenience yes yeah know. after driving that for a while and then riding in friends cars i was like damn you know i could have a car with all the windows go down <laughs> so and i still have the cornet but it's you know it's a project it's not the the daily yeah. anymore it's a passion project right so you know, I kind of knew uh, from a, a young age, you know, I was fortunate to, to have a father that, that loved me very dearly. And, you know, he, he did what he could for me. He wasn't perfect. Make no mistake. But, right. you know, he did everything that he could possibly do, possibly do right in, in his uh, um, toolbox, I guess, so to right. speak, of, of parenting. Parenting. Yeah. Because there's good no term. there's no menu on no. how to parent. And you got to think, you know, that's that's a scary situation. Nobody's ever been a parent before. You know what I mean, and and yeah. you just you have to learn as you go. Situations pop up in life that you never expect to deal with. Well, now you've got three kids that are counting on you too. So right, you know, fortunately he he was a mechanic, so he's who taught me the skill. Okay. Um, and you know, just kind of started out with you know when I was young, if the weed whacker wouldn't start because it never started, mm. he'd just hand it to me and all right, you know, let's I'm going to show you how to get it running, how to troubleshoot it, you know what, you know how to diagnose parts and replace right. things. Right. And I, you know, it just started out lawnmower, small, mm. you know equipment right. single cylinder engine stuff like that the basic stuff and the basic stuff because right. it, when you break a vehicle down even the modern complicated ones at the end of the day it's still doing the same thing mm. there's just more steps involved so learning those steps and how everything works is what you know builds your your ability to uh you know diagnose and repair more modern vehicles mm. with having that preemptive knowledge right so so you pretty much learned the fundamentals from your dad right exactly wow. and you know i rebuilt a couple lawnmower engines and you know swapped engines around on them and made them faster i blew up a few of them some of them <laughs> caught on fire well you gotta make but mistakes exactly <laughs> that's why you start with lawnmowers they're cheap <laughs> so most people just give them away if they don't run already you know uh, right so um when i got my license I, I quickly realized that money was finite and uh <laughs> you have to make more to spend it uh and so you know i, I got my first job at a, a kia dealership okay and granted not a big fan of kia's good value for the money great warranty but they're not 
Not the, the most well-built cars. <laughs> so what about the most recent ones? Like uh, they've been putting out some better. really good ones. They look really good, and they have a lot of really good technology. But they they had a lot of engine recalls in the past ten years. So really? I'm yeah, I'm gonna give I've that one right. some time before I green light it. But <laughs> you have a hundred thousand mile warranty. Who cares? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, that's what it comes down. Free freaking motors. <laughs> so, um, you know, I I those cars are very simple though. That is right. the upside to them. There, even though they have all of the modern features and mm. conveniences of you know, like you might find in some Lexus, some Cadillacs, you know, some Mercedes and things like that. Right. It's still at its heart a very basic vehicle. Like they're mm. not that complicated. The engines are very easy to swap out. You know, they're mm. easy to work on. So that you know, I learned a lot there. Okay. Um, but you know that that kind of brings us into the experience in the working field topic because right. then that brings us to okay well you know you like the job right you know you like what you're working on it's easy you you know you're capable of it right so now the next question is the management and leadership of the establishment <laughs> that you're working for so that that's a whole that's nother. a whole nother animal and you know in in my experience in the working world and you know i've torn myself up over it because I, I hate leaving jobs i hate starting new jobs mm. and learning new people and new processes right. and you know getting recertified and all this stuff right but you know sometimes it's a necessary thing you know you got to do yeah. what you got to do in the working world if the money ain't there you got to be where the money is absolutely at the end of the day you got to take care of yourself you got to feed yourself you got to you got you know you just got to provide right for yourself got to so. do whatever you got to do yeah you know and it, it sucks sometimes because it's not the right you know mm. you end up with with manager issues or realize you know the place <laughs> you're working with is not it and it's like the worst time possible but and you don't want to be in an environment you, where you feel miserable right every that, single time that'll just kill you wow so but, you got your first job and now i'm curious to know why you were in school would their conversation you know that was being thrown at you that you have to go to college oh yeah i mean knowing that you have these skills that you are learning and you are loving it you know what was that like for you yeah. you know to trying to make that you know decision or navigate that decision right so like you kind of touched on you know our generation college was pushed very heavily on us because for our parents generation that was the answer that's how yeah. you made money you went to school you you learned a uh a vast array of things whether it be you know mathematics or like right, finances science, things right. like that sciences right. you know arts things of, of that degree but you know it, it just became that a lot of those degrees and the fields that they were involved in became oversaturated because yeah. you got to think there's more people in the world every day our our yeah. uh, population is growing exponentially it's and like i mean the, it's just curving something straight, right now right yeah. Yeah. so um you know i decided to just go into the the field of trade because even if the world ended, even if our government collapsed <laughs> tomorrow, people are going to need things fixed. Yes. You know what I mean? You're going to need to know how to grow things. You're going to need to know hands-on skills, how to mm. how to build, you know, fix houses, fix plumbing, run electrical, stuff like that. Those right. will always be tangible skills. Mm. And I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking on people that go to college no. at all. No. Every no. every position is necessary. Right. Then there's just, as a, a term I've heard in the past, there's an ass for every seat. <laughs> so, so if the seat ain't for your ass, then you should not be right. sitting on and college. <laughs> is not a seat for my ass so and you know i i thought about it i really did at some okay. point you know just because of the the ambient pressure that's around you to mm. go into college and gain an education it's like that's the only way that's to the only way to do it right and wow. like i said my dad was a, is a professional mechanic mm. for 40 almost 50 some years right and you know even he preferred i would have gotten an education right but he also understands the aspect of 
some people just aren't built for school. You right. know, it's it's tough for me to go and sit down and just absorb information for eight hours and not have the hands-on experience to do <laughs> right. it. Because I learn as I do. Right. Um, and so which it's is, a practical experience. Right. Which, which is have. why, like, cars are easy for me. Like, if, if you ask me to take something apart, yeah, I've, I've never done it before, but I can look at it and go, okay, I understand how other similar parts like this work. Mm -hmm. You know, I can break it down. It's all nuts and bolts. Easy. So... Um, but yeah, all through school, they, they were kind of like, you know, it, pick your dream field and, uh, you know, make it something you have to go to college for is what mm -hmm. they would kind of set you up for. Like, they wanted, they kind of pushed me toward like automotive engineering. Okay. Is kind of where they tried to steer me. Right. Which is like way above my head, dude. <laughs> uh, like the trigonometry and like dealing with all that shit. Yeah. I can work on things that other people have built and reverse engineer things and understand them that way, but trying right. to, to improve, like, I guess. Trying to get the quantify. Right. And get the numbers right. And to make it all work right from a ground up design, just at least yeah. so far in my life has not been my not desired just. skill set. Right. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, because I can, like, for example, with cars, like, I drive a bunch of old cars. You've seen my cars. They're right. all old. Because it's They're easy for old, me. But right. I mean, you fix them by Exactly. Because it's easy for me to go, okay, well, this part's here. It exists. I know it does. All I have to do is take it out and replace it or figure out what's wrong with it and right. fix it. You know right. what I mean? So that that's, like, the easy stuff for me. But, um, you know, a lot of my dad's friends even, you know, really tried to push me to get into college. But, mm. like, it just, it was never an appealing thing for me because it's just never been my skill is is that like you know sit down learning and then okay now go and use it i'm a very i need to touch it i need to figure out how it works like a visual learner exactly also wow so it must have been a lot of pressure for you at that time oh it was absolutely because so when did you sort of made the decision like i don't want to go to college and when did you actually you know gain that courage to talk to your father and say i'm not going to college and i want to become a mechanic so and that's a it's kind of a gray area i guess there was no real mm. definite um it was more so you know i i got a job just to support myself as a mechanic at first and okay. then you know i think my dad and and his friends that were you know uh trying to push me in the direction of college mm. were sort of like you know this is a good starter job to get you you know if you get an education you have this as a part-time gig this and then go out and use it on mm. something else. So that was a strategy. That was what they were trying to get me to do, which, like mm. I said, I, I never really wanted to go to college. I just <laughs> acted like I did to entertain them for a while, and then right. I was probably out of high school for two or three years, and I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing, like, I'm just going to yeah. keep learning how to do what I'm doing now. Right. And and you were loving it, too. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's not a hard thing to do, but sometimes when you're a mechanic, sometimes customers just have some crazy-ass shit they want you to fix on their car. Like, the... I've had people come in for noises that didn't exist, you know, and they're just persistent. You know, they'll come in three times for the same issue, and it's like there's no problem here. So you're just they were just yelling things. Yeah, it, or you know, they'll hear like a little like like yeah. wind noise that the cars just make, you know, because you're traveling through air at sixty miles an hour. But so. <laughs> There's just a whole mix of things. And I mean, I, I did, uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I did stray a little bit from being a mechanic. The, the mechanics is always a field that's going to need people. Yeah. It's not going to be a good field always. Right. But if you know how to work it, it can work for you. I mean, we always, we're always going to have a need for, for a mechanic. Right. Oh, Even when all cars are electric, it's yeah, still going to need the tires changed. It's still going to need the brakes done. It's still going to need a battery right. changed, you know? Because there's a skill set that I feel like a lot of people don't have. It, and it's not something that, you know, most people 
I feel like it's not meant for everyone also. Right. That's the truth. You know, because it can take a toll on your body sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to be... And mentally. Me so, like, how has that took a toll on you mentally? Um, so, so it takes a pretty big toll on me because I deal with, you know, a lot of things from when I was a kid, uh, you know, with home life and stuff like that, that, right. you know, it, it I just kind of got to work through. Um, and there's better and worse days, but, you know, I, there are some days I definitely, I feel anxious, you know, I feel like I'm just not doing enough. I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Mm. Um, and you know, it's, it really comes down to like, it's, it's not anything that I'm doing wrong necessarily. It's just right. how things work sometimes. I mean, I know mental health is like a taboo and it's like a stigma. So like, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but if you feel comfortable, like, do you mind talking about that childhood trauma that you experienced? Yeah, that absolutely. Still? Um, just because I know there's a lot of other people that have, have gone through it or experienced, you know, similar things or similar feelings, yeah. uh, traumas and things. Mm -hmm. Um, that like you said, it's, it's just not commonplace to talk about it. It's very hush hush. Yeah. You know, we don't want anybody knowing about it, but everyone already does. Right. So why, why not talk about it? Why not try to expose it a little bit and, and break those cycles? And so, make it normal. Right. You know, especially amongst guys. Right. Like guys, we don't like, we don't share our feelings yeah. a lot. And I know a lot of people that are, are genuinely good people, but you know, they just, they swirl themselves around in their heads so much. I'm guilty of it too. Right. Um, that, you know, they just end up driving themselves nuts. They make bad decisions because they're just so, you know, uh, like preemptively disposed with their own thoughts and they're right. just fighting themselves the whole time. So, mm. uh, my story a little bit on my childhood is, uh, my mom... I guess I should say when I was younger uh, my mom was awesome she did everything for me we were like best of friends you know my mm. dad worked a lot to pay for the house and the kids and everything so he was at work a lot no fault of his own it's what he had to do right so Gotta you know provide for the family right so you know I'm the youngest of three children mm. uh, so me and my mom hung out a lot you know my older sisters were all in school so I, you know before I started kindergarten and all that you know we'd hang out we'd color you know watch uh, days of our lives and you know little whatever little else family time right. yeah and it was nice you know take naps and stuff which you know i haven't done enough of since then but um, <laughs> um you know it, it was uh, very close you know my mom was my closest person that i had mm. to me in my life especially in that time before starting school like best of friends best of friends mm. um you know because the neighbors were there and everything but like your mom is like your number one yeah like she's the go-to so um when her father died she had a lot of unresolved traumas i don't feel at liberty to speak of you right, know publicly right, but right. i will just say you know she she dealt with a lot of things uh of actions of his um you know that she never really was able to come to terms with or cope with and mm. unfortunately that drug out into her adult life mm. so right around the time that i started school when i was about five okay five years old right so she developed a drinking habit Mm. Um, and you know that that had persisted for let's see probably about 12 to 13 years wow. uh, beyond you know when she started and then you know it was an immediate difference you know sometimes I'd come home from school and she would just be sloshed already you know 3 p.m. 4 p.m. and she'd just be you know so drunk she could barely speak um, and when he passed away and I think that, when her yeah. father passed away that dug yeah, up a lot of stuff that she just didn't just she couldn't even deal with or right. even talk about or it just you know recessed so back in her so far back in her mm. mind that she you know all of a sudden it came back to the surface and how do you deal with it 
So, um, and I can tell you that she chose the wrong way. Right. I love her, and again, you know, we can't judge people for making the decisions they do because all this right. stuff, you know, how, how do you approach these situations having never had to do it before? Especially during her generation. Correct, yeah, exactly. Because there was a lot of stuff like that in her generation right. that was just, again, like you said, it was taboo. It was yeah. never talked to me. You know, just forget about it. You know, don't yeah. mention it. Right. So, um, you know, and it, it just turned into, she was a violent drunk. So she mm. would, you know, scream at my... He would come home after working 14 hours a day, and then she would just scream at him and throw a dinner plate across the room. And, you know, that that happened more times than I can count. And you were young And I was young. And, and witnessing that. Right. And I was so young, but, you know, I was... It, it brought a lot of emotions up for me, because I didn't mm. want to stand there and watch it. I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. You know, as a kid, you don't know what's happening. You just know my mom is yelling at my dad. My dad didn't do anything. Like, mm -hmm. he just got here. Why is Why this you? going on? Mm. So, How I, old were you at that, at that time? Um, How old? That was probably the, the worst of it was between when I was 5 to 12. Wow. I would say. Very It was young. probably the worst about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and that's in like your major developmental stage as an adult, you know, when you're learning to socialize, right. or not as an adult, but as a, right, like as a, a child, young adult. Yeah, yeah. Your, your brain is forming and right. absorbing every single thing that Exactly. You're, you're paying attention to the interactions of those around you, the mm -hmm. reactions of, yeah. of the people that they're talking to. You and you're being influenced right, and by the your surroundings. Patterns of their behavior and things, and that's what you start to latch on to. So, um, you know, I, I, I was very off put by by that behavior when I was a child because you know I knew my mom you know she wasn't like that she wasn't someone who'd scream and throw things but to see her in that you know I, it just fucked me up because I was like you know what did dad do mm -hmm. that would bring this out of her mm. you know as a right. child because you don't know what's going on so I would stand downstairs and I would scream at both of them until I was blue in the face and couldn't talk anymore you know wow. to stop screaming stop fighting like please stop like I want to go to bed like you know we don't need to bring things to this level mm. and you know as, as much as a kid can articulate right like um, you little you can't do much right. right so and you know of course you know my what it always turned into is my mom would just be sobbing uh, you know uncontrollably and apologizing to me and you know oh, i'll oh. never do this again i'll never drink again and the next night i'd come home she'd be in the bottom of a bottle again and that um that definitely gave me some long-term effects that that are still with me i'm still learning to deal with mm. um but you know I, i'm taking active approaches to try and deal with this stuff because i'm at a better point in my life to try and resolve these things right. uh you know and not not continue these patterns so um you know after a while she she would act normal during the day but be drunk and angry at night mm -hmm. and then you know there were nights that we you know she was so violent we had to go to my grandparents house stay there a week at a time sometimes right just because things were so bad at home mm. um when I got older, my friends, a couple friends had stepped forward and said, you know, I remember when we were kids, I called you and asked you if you wanted to hang out. And your answer was, my mom is drunk and she doesn't want anybody over. And wow. they were just so taken back by that because that was an irregular thing to hear from a kid of no. that age. So, and you, you know, had to say... And that was just normal for me. You know what I mean? That was a normal That was a normal night for me. Wow. It was like, yeah, mom slosh. Sorry, man. I, I, I can't, can't hang out with yeah, you. Yeah, I can't do anything. And that was most nights. That was more often than not wow. by a staggering difference. So, um... That's crazy. Yeah, so she would... Had, had eventually devolved into a point where she, you know, wouldn't go out of the house. She wouldn't drive anywhere. She, mm. you know, wasn't actively trying to get jobs. Even after me and my sisters had grown up, you know, she just kind of 
have uh, like turned into a recluse of sorts. Uh, right. You know, she wouldn't leave her room during the day. Mm. She would be up till 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and then go to bed. And then, you know, she'd have a headache and a migraine and all these problems. And she couldn't do anything at all, like, including barely get up to feed herself. Wow. And that went on and off with alcoholism and sobriety for a little while because I, you know, I guess detoxing through, you know, that much alcohol for that many years, it really just takes a toll takes on you. Time. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I became self-sufficient from a very young age because you had to I had to fast, very fast. Um, wow. I had to be, you know, emotionally independent. I had to learn how to read social situations, how right. to, you know, respond to certain things, how to keep myself out of trouble, mm. how to search for opportunities to better myself, all doing this myself. At the very young age. At very young ages. And she, like I said, she was drunk until 2000. Uh, let me think. To 2017-ish okay. is when she started to, to really come around to the sobriety thing. You know, she, she had a few pretty long, like, uh, successful... Uh, stretches Time. of being okay. sober like before that you know she there were multiple attempts mm. within there but she just couldn't stick with it for a while right and you and know sometimes I'm, it can be so difficult it can be especially when you're dealing with as many demons as, as she was you know yeah. when i when i learned what was going on i was like okay you know i get it but like holy fuck you should have had your <laughs> shit together you had kids you know <laughs> all right so um, like i was just a child <laughs> right now i'm paying the price for those those sins that happened 40, 50 years, you know, 30, 40 years before I was born. It's almost like a generational thing. It is thing. a generational thing because I'm sure that whatever happened to, to her father is yeah. what made him the way he was and that may have been his father too, you know right. what I mean? So so how has that impacted you growing up watching that from your, your mother's struggle with alcoholism and you have to witness that? How so that? It, it breaks you as a person mm. because... Like I said, my mom was the closest person I had. So, you know, to, to see that drastic of a change in person and to consider from my dad's viewpoint, you know, he married this woman 15 years ago or, you know, 10 years ago or whatever at the time. Right. And, you know, now she's just completely flipped. He wow. has three kids in a house with her and, you know, cars and shit. Like, you know, they're, they're established. And right. now to have this behavior come out, you know, it was traumatized. It was terrifying. Yeah. And, you know, that that honestly scared me away from the thought of marriage. Really? Yes. I am not somebody who seeks relationships. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I actually struggle really hard with, with uh, dealing with validation from other people. Like, people tell me congratulations, like, or, you know, good job or whatever. You know, it doesn't stick with me mm. if it's not good by my standards. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, I because from such a young age, I had to rely on myself and mm. how I felt and how I thought about things and, and taking a logical approach to any situation I was in. Right. If it doesn't work for me, it's mm. very hard for me to accept the words from someone else. It's almost like you are never really satisfied if somebody tells you you're doing a great job. Yes. That's exactly it, and you know, I there's there's days where I just get thought and it's or I'm sorry, stuck in thought loops of like mm. you know I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, like mm. I'm just not where I want to be, like I just I don't feel any sense of accomplishment, you know. Sometimes and sometimes I do it, right. but more often than not, it's very hard for me to find that. And that's why I feel like too I like the physical fields mm. because it's easy to clean a car and at the end of the day look at it and go, okay, that looks. Good. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, that, and it's to your satisfaction. Exactly. Like it's something can, I was in control of, right. something that I oversaw the entire time. I mm. was in charge of all the processes that happened to it. I know it's as good as I can get it. Right. 
And, you know, that's something that stuck with me too, but it's also made, you know, relationships hard because I can't depend on other people for love. Dang. And that that's a, that's probably the heaviest thing out of all of it is right. trying to allow myself to and I I know people use the term like break walls down or you know break down break barriers, barriers to yeah. yeah to open yeah. up to people and yeah. you know I'll tell my story to anybody yeah, just fine. because it you know it, as humans like you said we all go through stuff like this you know Every to some degree day. you know even whether it's not alcoholism you know if you have a, a, a you know an emotionally uh, distant parent or you know a non-existent parent or an absent parent yeah. you know in general like yeah. that you know those can all have a lot of very similar effects on on people especially oh, yeah. as children oh yeah and i mean that's what the podcast is called the shit i deal with all right <laughs> <laughs> so, well we're dealing with some shit today <laughs> a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. damn so, so that's it's a lot of impacted ability to find love or to find somebody because yeah, be i mean by. most of what i deal with is is one night stands or i'll have um you know i'll have like partners that that are like long term but there's no like no. commitment behind it because right, you don't want to establish that emotional attachment right exactly it's just kind of like ah, oh, you know i'm trying to fuck and then right. it's like okay yeah me too and you go you get that's it done it. and that's it see and you later you go back to your lives <laughs> you know that that's a very beautiful thing to some degrees right you know it's not all, all that you know i believe that we should have but like it's it's nice because especially as young adults we can find ourselves so busy you know, oh, and yeah. just like sometimes it's, I mean, God, you've been trying to get me on the podcast for how long? <laughs> so. And we're trying to figure out your schedule. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, speaking, I mean, I've worked 12 hours a day. Most people don't know this, but I work 12 hours a day. I have my regular full-time job. Um, I work from home, which is great. And then I go to my side gig, mm -hmm. which is where we met. Right. Uh, at a Toyota, Toyota, not Toyota, Lexus uh, uh, pre-owned dealership. And, and I will be there from 5.30 to 8. Mm -hmm. And then I go to the gym. And then I'm coming back home around 9.30. And then now I'm editing the podcast. Right. And then, you know? but by the time you're home, you know, most of your whole evening's shot. Like, there's nothing you can do. Happen. You can't, you know, go hit a bar with some friends or go nope. to someone's house and chill. Because nope. it's like, you know, I got to be in bed. So I can be up at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Shot all over. Yep. Yeah. So and that... That, I definitely get that. Right. And that's something that, that I struggle with, too. Mm. Um, you know, it's just that feeling of, like, there's never enough time. Mm. You know, that's... For what? For anything. You know, I feel like, you know, if I had more time at work, I could get more stuff done. But, like, I also want more time out of work so I can work on my house or work on my personal cars or, mm. you know, help friends, you know, that have been requesting me to, to help them do something. Right. So, or even have time for yourself. Yeah, which is most of the time my last priority. Like I, and that's that's a very detrimental thing to myself, but it does help me feel a sense of purpose to a degree. Mm. Um, you know, is, is just helping other people out because you know I, a lot of people mechanics are expensive to take your car yeah. to a shop. So a lot yeah. of my friends, you know, will hit me up and they'll be like, "Hey, can I get some help?" You know, to do this, I don't even need you to do it. I just want you to oversee it and, you know, give me advice if you see something I'm doing that, you know, I could do differently. Mm. So, and, you know, that it does make me feel good. But like you said, at the end of the day, it doesn't leave much time for myself. Yeah. You know, all the time I have for myself is to shower and sleep. <laughs> and that's, you know, the car ride to work in the morning. That's that's, that's my me time. And, and that's a very, you know, not enough time for yourself. I no. mean, and especially, I mean, I don't want to go back to how... You know the trauma from the child was impacting you but 
I think now is probably like the most important time to really figure out that self-love or yeah. self-care. And that's like, something I've been working on um, mm -hmm. for the past couple years definitely is is the mental health aspect, is the communicating with myself, you know, recognizing what I'm feeling and why and if I'm responding in an appropriate manner. Mm. Um, because, you know, anger is the first emotion that humans go to. It's I've, easy. I've never been an angry person, but, you know, it's yeah. sometimes, you know, you get cut off by some dickhead on the road and, like, you're just going to start screaming and flip them off sometimes, right. you know, right. you're just in a mood or but whatever. Being a human. Right. Yeah. And, you know, situations like that, you just, you know, you got to ask yourself, you, it's hard to, but it helps you a lot to take a step back and go, okay, is this. The, the necessary reaction. Is it going to change anything? Is it going to help anything? Or is it just going to make things worse? Right. And sometimes it's just easier to get caught up in the, you know what, well, you know, fuck it, I don't mind if it gets worse, <laughs> I'll just deal with it because I'm already in a shit show and then right. it gets worse and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, what the heck did I just right. do? Right. <laughs> like, I, sh I shouldn't have signed myself up for that one. Um, but, you know, it's left me a lot of feelings of uh, you know depression anxiety because like with with the uncertainty of you know when I was a kid I guess is what this kind of plays back into is like I didn't know what I was getting into when I came home right. you know most kids they went home from school their mom had a snack ready they do their homework Dude, and watch them. like everything. I might I might get home and you know she might have wrecked a car and drove it home oh. on three wheels you know that happened she has ended up with a couple DUIs. She wrecked two or three cars, Damn. and it was just scary. You know, every and day was a different day. You, for you never as a knew child. what was going to happen. And like as a kid, that is so nerve wracking oh, yeah. because it's like you know I'm supposed to be focused on you know developing on building relationships and building myself. Being a child, right? And the you know now I have adult problems. You know I'm going to yeah. go home. Is she going to be dead? You know is she going to you know have alcohol poisoning? Is she going to be sick? Yeah. Is she going to you know, falling down and hurt us. You know, you just never knew. Never knew. Are you gonna call nine one one? Right. Are you gonna call the ambulance, the police? Like you, wow. Yeah. And, and you have to say no to your friends to hang out. Right. And you know, I, I just sometimes all I could do was lay in my room under my bed next to the phone in case something happened. Like I would just take the phone in my room, lay under my bed, and just wait because there was nothing else I could do. I mean, there's, I spent probably weeks doing that. Wow. Because it. I just didn't want to be outside. And that's why getting, you know, part of it too is why getting my license was such a big thing because I finally had the freedom to get away from it. Yeah. They couldn't tell me not to go somewhere. Right. You know, I had my car. I was gone. I that didn't was care. Escape. I didn't care where I was going. I didn't really care if I came back, you know. It was yeah. just like, you know, if I got to spend the night at someone's house, oh well. Wow. You know. Um, just to avoid. Just to avoid it. And it's wow. it's terrible, but like you know, what else can you do? You know, you spend your entire life in that sort of chaos, and like you just you 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 yearn for a break. Yeah, you know that's that's just all you start to seek is like I just want to relax. I want to be done with this stupid ass bullshit. It's so unnecessary. It's not helping anything. Mm. Um, you know, and I deal with a lot of anxiety because of that because like I said, the the uncertainties just stick with you. Yeah. Um, and then even beyond that, so. My oldest sister turned out pretty good. She was from my mom's first marriage. Okay. Um, she, you know, is well established. She has her own place. She has her own car. She has a, you know, a job that she, uh, she actually did get an education. She went to college. She went to college. But okay. she was a very, very, you know, she's very smart. That, that she, was for her. She's the kind of person yeah, that can that get would, away with it. Right. Exactly. And right. I always admired her for that. You know, mm. I've never talked down on the educated just because it's not my field. No, no. But, um, and, and, I mean, like you said, college is not for everyone. Right. Right. Exactly. And you were able to find your passion, your calling. Right. And you stuck with that. And you love doing that. Right. You know? So, um, 
she's my oldest sister. She's she's all right. Now the middle child, my oldest sister from uh, the marriage that I came from, mm-hmm. um, which was my mother's most recent marriage, of course. Okay. Um, she didn't take it so well. Her and my mother always had a really bad relationship. I don't know why. Um, mm. My father always kind of. To some degree, kind of let her get away with things, you know what I mean? Mm. Kind of like the daddy's little girl yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think he did that just because he felt bad for her and, you know, what she had to go through at home. Mm. Um, and I, I never saw quite the sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking Discipline, for? Discipline, treatment. No, I never saw the, the same recess. I guess mm. that she did, you know, because he always kind of like, oh, if, you know, you want something, I'll buy it for you. For me, it was always, if you want something, you work and you go buy right. it. And I don't mind that because right. it shaped me into the person that I am. And it, it now that I'm older, I understand like mm. the the polar difference between me and her. Right. So she, unfortunately, uh, as she grew up, she ended up following my mother's footsteps almost to a T. Damn. Um, so as we got older, she had a lot of trouble holding a job. Not like she couldn't hold the job she was a good worker they liked having her there but the only problem is she would just quit after three months or she would just stop showing up or you know whatever the case was was there a reason for that um one time she lost her job i think it was one of the longest jobs she had because her boyfriend's cable guy was going to show up (laughs) so she decided to no call no show to her job to wait for the cable cable guy that didn't even come out Damn. So, yeah, and it was just stupid shit like that. And, you know, she destroyed every car that she had. Every car that she got her hands on, she just ruined it. They were filthy. You know, she'd run them into stuff, car accidents. And, um, you know, after a while, she, you know, she'd quit her job. She'd stop paying the insurance but still drive the car and all this mess. So after a while, mm. she started to get mixed in with some very bad people. Oh. Um, and I, I guess she just didn't have the power to realize the situation that she was involving herself in because that's sort of the behavior that she saw growing up. She didn't recognize that that was irregular, that was wrong behavior. She so, was like, that, that's normal. That's for exactly. so long I saw my mom doing that and right. for me that's my normal thing. Exactly. So, so I'm so, going to engage in this behavior correct. and it's normal for me. And she was surrounded by people that were encouraging that. Yes, enabling is the word I like Enabl- to use. <laughs> so, um, she ended up actually uh, developing a pretty serious addiction to heroin uh she had overdosed a few times um and she's still with us um also i'd like to interject here my mom is sober now so she she did finally you know make her own peace and and come to terms with i'm very 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 proud of her as you Um, should be and i've i've lightly touched on the situation of Mm. you know what happened when i was a kid i just let her know you know that hurt me very deeply i still love you i'm happy to see that you're you're fine but Mm. you know the distance does me good Wow. You know what I mean? Because she moved to Tennessee. She just kind of left one night in 2018 and went to Tennessee. Just left you. Just, yeah, to your, left. And your dad, yeah. your sister. Wow. And, um, you know, my father uh, in 2016 was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. <sighs> so she left only two years after the diagnosis. And, wow. um, you know, he the doctors originally told him he only had about six months because stage four is pretty serious, especially right. in, in a, you know, almost 60 year old guy. Oof. So. Um, you know, thank thank the Lord, count your blessings. He, he's still with us. Wow. And my mom is sober. You know, it just there's there's a lot of things that I wish would have gone better, but so far how things have played out for those two at least, yeah, things turned out pretty good. I it ended up healthy. better, right. right? So now my sister though, with the the heroin addiction, she you know mm. was hanging out with bad people, mm. uh, very bad people, right? Um, and you know, me and my dad are, are working people. Like that's right. what we do. We go to work, right? Um, so you know every Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, we're out at work all day. Yeah. So she would take that advantage 
who take advantage of of, of our absence rather mm. um and you know bring her friends over oh. for to enjoy the house while we weren't Why there guys, wow. so we'd come home you know and just things would be missing oh. you know uh, my grandfather's watch got stolen i had a, a bunch of just little stuff stolen for me and you know mm. it, it just it frustrated me because it was right. like you know i just got out of the situation with mom and now and now because yeah mom used to uh i had a coin collection mom used to take stuff out of my coin collection and sell it for alcohol oh, money wow uh she you know i had a like a, a sterling silver candy dish i got right. at a yard sale i thought it was really cool she sold that for alcohol money Damn. um and then you know to to finally get out of that and then have my sister, sister. just put me right back into that rut Ooh. It that fucked me up so bad. Oh, that must have like triggered something in that you. fucked me up so bad. That actually drove me uh, to a lot of uh, suicidal thoughts. Actually, Dang. that's it, it got really deep in uh, in 2018. I actually I came very close to an attempt, uh, but you know, my one friend had had called me mm. while I was uh, driving, you know, out of uh, out of the local area to, to do whatever, and uh, you know, he he talked me down out of it. So, um, mm. and that was just, you know, after her, her addiction had started, after things had started being stolen, I was like, you know, it just kind of felt like this is a pattern. No matter what I do right. and how hard I try, I will never be able to get out of this because everyone around me just turns into this. You know what I mean? And like that's, you felt stuck. Yeah. And in a horrible cycle too, because, you know, I, I don't, that's not me. I don't live like that. You know, I, right. I run a clean house. Like, I'm, I'm very nice to people. Right. You know, I I work with people. I help people. Like, I'm right. not afraid to, to give someone the shirt off of my back. Right. You know, if someone asks me for help, I'll stop whatever I'm doing and help them out. You know, if yeah. it just takes me a minute, but it makes their day, oh, That's, well. Yeah. So, you know, to, to put all that effort into being a good person and to overcome the circumstances that I had... Mm. But to have the people around me continue to drag me down into that same hole, it just, it hurt. God, it was so, so painful. Wow. Um, so that that drove me actually crazy. I lost a lot of my sanity within that year. <laughs> Man, so, I'm glad you did not went through with that. And yeah, shout out to your friend. Absolutely. Whoever he is. Um, he's been my best friend since middle school. And wow. we actually... <laughs> We became friends because we were the only two kids in middle school that cared about cars. Oh yeah. So and he knew that. So um, you know, we just started hanging out a lot because of that. So and you know, he's we actually have the same birthday. Really. Born on the same day in the same year. Oh, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. So um, that's really cool. And you know, I I think he's closer to me than any of my family. Mm. And that's how I viewed a lot of my friends, just because my family life was always so rough. Like right. I wanted my friends the people that i choose right you know to be around me and to be those important roles and for the most part they have been good um and especially him you know he's he's been a pillar in my life with without a doubt and that's even an understatement um mm. so you know to have my sister start going through that same stuff again right. it was it was really bad and it just dug up a lot of stuff that i didn't know i had not dealt with yet wow you know what i mean it just um, brought something out it just brought something out of me and mm. fortunately you know i i have kept myself out of the whole addictions category i mean i i vaped for a while actually uh quitting currently i don't vape throughout really? the day anymore i just do it when i go home okay when i like when i smoke bongs Good. just because it makes it easier for the, the smoke <laughs> less less hot <laughs> and it smells better but yeah so i i don't i don't do it all day every day anyway right, you know right. I, it, there for a while it's a I was. stepping stone right so yeah. um you know, but like I, I never drink. Like I don't drink, okay, at all. 
Okay. Like I tried it when I was in high school, uh, like in senior week. I got drunk a couple times just to do it, you know. And, you were young, right? Yeah, just to know what it was, just because I was like, if what I'm going to do it, now is the time. Yeah. <laughs> so and I did it. You know, I got it out of my system, and you know, I just realized you know, it's not for me. I'm not a drinker. I don't like how alcohol tastes. I don't like the effects that it has on you, and I don't like dealing with it the day Same, after. Same, bro. So that's Same. that's why you know. Uh, I sort of turned to smoking weed a little bit. Um, Can't go I'm, wrong with weed, right? And I mean, I'll make an eighth last me a month, so I don't smoke <laughs> yeah. that many. You know, I just take like a just bowl a at puff, night puff, before puff. I go to bed. Yeah, just nice. to you know feel good or when I'm yeah. working on my car or whatever. It relaxes you. And, and uh, stuff like that. yeah, and it helps me focus. Like, you know, I I was able to stay out of all that, and I I did have a couple friend circles that started to get involved in in harder drugs. You know, as we mm. got older, some friends got involved in coke, and you know, I was at a party one time with one of my pretty close high school friends. Right. Years after we had graduated. And, uh, you know, he invited me to a party at his apartment. He just got an apartment. So, nice. yeah, you know, yeah. I'll go over kinda and hang celebrate. Out. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. we go over and, I, you know, I see everyone kind of, you know, they'll walk to someone and whisper. And then they'll walk to someone else and whisper. And I'm like, hey, what, you know, what's going on? And they're like, oh, they're just talking about getting coke. I'm like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> so, <laughs> this so is I my left. exit. <laughs> yeah, so I left. And I'm glad I did because, you know, unfortunately, that, that friend, and, and he's off of it now, too, fortunately. So, you know, that's, that. that's a, that is also a very great no, thing to be happy about awesome. because that's right. some shit that will ruin your life. Easily. So, and he realized that because yeah. when I stepped out of his life, when he started doing that, I just, I, I refuse to be around shit like that right. anymore. You know what I mean? I have no need. Because gets, you, you know the I, consequences yep. of that. And I've seen it firsthand. And, you know, I paid the consequences for actions that weren't my own. Yeah. And that that is what kills me the most. And that's what gives me that, like, spiraling feeling is dealing with other people's fucking consequences. Right. So, um, you know, me kind of stepping out of his life, you know, he went through a few months where he continued to use and continued to go down that rabbit hole. And then I guess at some point he just realized I'm broke I'm miserable. Mm. I'm alone. There's no mm. one around me. I, you know, I'm fucking working 18 hours a day. Damn. You know, shit. And he was like, you know, this just isn't the way to do it. Right. He was like, this I is think not life. I think Dwayne's got the idea. I right. need to get the fuck away from this shit and right. figure out, you know, what's going on. Mm. So, you know, luckily he got out of that. But you know, you have to take that step as an adult. Right. To separate yourself from the situations, you know, my sister could have just as easily, you know, hey, we're doing heroin. All right, I'm leaving. Yeah, you know, but she she did not make that. She, right. I mean, you you mentioned that she's not doing that anymore, um, and she's in a much better place now, which is really amazing to hear. Um, and especially like coming close to you know being OD and stuff right. like that. How was she able to overcome that? So. <clears throat> I think a lot of it for her was just the she realized what she had gotten into after a while mm. um, and you know because that's that's where like those junkies they chase that sort of high that they OD on like that's yeah. what they want that's yeah, the that good high, hit that. you know mm. so they I think she had just realized after a while like this isn't just getting high anymore you know this yeah. is playing with my own life this is playing with with everybody in my family and I mean she still has some struggles that she's working on as far as like you know establishing herself Mm. But you know, to to see her at least getting out of the the drug habit is a very good thing because that's you know that's worrying. Yeah, and you know to go through that sort of thing twice where like you don't know if she's going to be alive the next day. You know, there were days I was just running errands, going to the store, and I'd get a phone call. Hey, bud, you know your sister's OD'd in in a McDonald's parking lot. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? So like, I'd have to go down to the hospital and like, you know, I see her in that state and like, oh. It's just not pretty, you no. know? Especially, you know, your sister that you grew up with, like, you thought you would have that solidarity with mm -hmm. them. Like, we need to not 
repeat this behavior especially after what happened to her mom right exactly but you know she did it and did it almost on a bigger scale you know with instead of heroin or instead of alcohol I'll, I'll it's heroin. And, for help. Yeah. and that's a that's a big step to take and that can kill you easily with a snap of a finger because you can od anytime oh yeah and if people are not around you to call to get help or right. to call the ambulance you're that's it for you that's man it. <sighs> yeah so um, you know, it, it affected her in a lot of the same ways, too, and I don't know if she's necessarily ready to come forward about, like, the emotional aspect of it. Right. Because, um, you know, luckily I have some friends that are around me that are, are very supportive that have also had, uh, you know, grew up with addict parents. Um, right. You you met Mikey when we brought the couch over that one day. Yeah, Mikey, so, yeah. He's a good dude. Yes. Very hop. His, uh, <laughs> his mom was addicted to crack for 40 years. Wow. So, you know, he, he grew up in a very similar environment. You know, he understands yeah. the, the pain and the struggles that you go through within that. Mm. So, and he went through uh, therapy for a very long time. Mm. So he, you know, that's the difference is, you know, I grew up very blue collar, very mm. old fashioned, yeah. you know, kind of like, oh, you know, you're a man, Roll deal up with your it. Sleeve, or, yeah. Right. Don't yeah. talk about emotions. Don't talk about it because like, it's just, you just deal with it and forget about it type of thing. Right. And, you know, I understand that to a degree because it, it, that mentality helped me in stressful situations so I don't panic. You mm. know what I mean? When something happens that's incredibly stressful, it's just like, okay, damage control. Right. What can I do to make this situation as best as it can be? Level-headed. Right. And then mm. after the situation, that's when I get the anxiety and I start freaking out. But oh, that's shit. okay because it's already been handled by then. You know right. what I mean? So, But still, I mean, it would have been good to not even have that anxiety. Right. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's what I'm working on. I've offered to talk with her a few times about mental health. Um, you mean uh, your sister? Yeah. And okay. I just, I don't think she's quite ready yet. Um, you know, because it's that's a journey that everybody, you know, it, it takes time to come around. When you know, are you in your journey, though? Um, is there any answer besides the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's a good start. Right, right, right. <laughs> because so, some people are not even starting. Right. So, because some people have not even realized that they have mental issue. Right. And when people say mental issue, they're thinking like, oh, you're going to be in crazy schizophrenic. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. But it's not that. It's like, it's the self-awareness that you yeah. have. And it's the, the subtle things, you know, like I, for me, like a lot of the times, like anxiety and depression will come out of a small situation. Mm. You know, like I'll make a small mistake at work that like it's a stupid mistake and I know I could have avoided, but right. that's what makes it worse is like, mm. why didn't I avoid it? And then if someone else outside of the immediate situation comments on it i'm like oh my oh, god i look like an shit. idiot yeah. i'm fucked that and, pressure right and Ooh. that's usually that'll start stirring the feelings of like why didn't i know better like why didn't i do better and mm. like you, you just it, it's human error you know yeah. you're gonna make mistakes like yeah if you do this you know we we do so many things yeah. anymore you know as as young adults in this life like there we have so many responsibilities so many things to keep track of like you're gonna make mistakes things the ball's gonna get dropped somewhere every single day i feel like i made mistakes somewhere, somewhere. exactly <laughs> so but learning how to cope with that is is what's important is learning to say okay i just made a mistake i'll mm. just come back better right and a lot of days i can do that but there are some days where i'm just a little bit more vulnerable mm. you know what i mean or yeah. you know just the morning didn't start out right and like mm. i'm just already in that raw spot and then something just opens the cut up and the rest of the day i'm just beating myself up over it Damn. you know and it's it's something that i'm getting better with okay you know it gets better and worse um because i just 
eventually I just reached a point where I was like, I- I'm just tired of fucking feeling like this all the time. Because, mm. you know, like, I-, I have so many friends around me that tell me, you know, you're a good person, like, we love you, we love, you know, you're, you're so helpful, like, you're so intelligent, you're talented, yeah. everything like that. And it's hard when you grow up in an environment like that to, like I said, to, to mm-hmm. take those kind words and really, uh, mm. you know... And hold on to and that. And to hold on to it, right. And believe it. Right. Because you don't believe it because you're like, well, you know, I made five mistakes today. Mm. Well, everybody else might have made ten. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, but it's, it's just, just normal. It's that perspective. Mm. You know, to not be able to have that, that third party outside view sometimes. You know, to not be able to say, okay, well, I feel like an idiot, but I'm sure everyone around me doesn't think that. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's 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 a tough thing to stick with sometimes, uh, but it's you just have to remind yourself. And what I've been working on a lot recently is feeling myself slipping into those patterns of, mm. of uh, you know, depression or anxiety, like allowing that spiral to start. And because you mm. can feel it coming, like you can just feel when it's not a good day. And like, you know, if you see a post on Facebook or something, it just right. kind of hits you wrong. Mm. And you're like, okay, you know, th- that's fucked up or whatever. And then the rest of the day, like you're kind of just on edge about, you know, whatever. Right. So what i've been working on is is recognizing when that's starting mm. and trying to break myself out of it not always i succeed right, but right. i can tell you at least now every time it starts happening i recognize it that's a huge start and that's a big step big step and that's the self-awareness and emotional awareness because most people don't have that right and that's i feel like that's one of the most valuable skills you can learn um regardless of what how old you are what career you're, you're in if you can learn about yourself emotionally, then that pans out to the rest of your life. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's it's hard to learn at a job, you know, because I still, even being a mechanic for almost 10 years, there's still so much I have left to learn. Oh, yeah. And, you know, that that's yeah. a lot of places. You learn for the rest of your life. So Absolutely. <laughs> when, when you don't have the self-confidence or the, the self-inflection to, to, you know, believe in yourself or to mm. believe that you're capable of things, mm. it, that drags you down a lot right because then instead of going into a situation and going okay i don't know any fucking thing about this but i know i can learn it right versus i don't know anything about this and i can't learn it right there you know there's two different approaches and it's so cliche to hear that Mm. but you know there's something i have learned along with you know what we've discussed already in the journey of mental health Mm. is all those cliches are true and yeah. you, you hear it and you always think you know that's so cliche to say but like one day mm. it clicks and you're like oh my god i see what they're talking about you know what i mean like so that, what cliche are we talking about for example um i'd have to take a few minutes to think of one off the top of my head is um, it like the um, like you have to cliche. believe in yourself oh yeah yeah like, like okay you, you know you hear that and you're like what the fuck does that mean and then one day <laughs> you're just doing something you know that's new to you and you realize I believed in myself to do this. Yeah. That's what I needed to do. And you did it. And you did it, you know? And it's it's something that you, you know, it's printed on t-shirts at Walmart, you know, believe <laughs> or whatever. But like, you, it doesn't it doesn't make sense until it makes sense. It's like you are strong. Exactly. Like, right. Like, what the hell does that mean? Until you're in a situation and then you're like, you know, when it's all said and done, you're like, oh my oh, God, shit. that I could have responded so much worse. <laughs> you know? Oh man, that is so true though. But I, I mean, I'm assuming at this point you're really learning how to absorb in your compliments from other people. It's yeah. not that you go out seeking compliments and right, I can but say when you this, receive them, allowing them to take the to, weight. Yes, that you know the the giver intended is, mm. and that's still something I'm working on. Mm. Um, you know, what I mean, taking compliments is is something 
I know a lot of people struggle with it. I know a lot of people that don't. But, you know, some people, they hear one good thing and it's just, poof, their head's like twice the size. <laughs> so, you know, and that's that's incredible because there's a lot of people out there that do believe in themselves. They do right. great things. And the, the overachiever, the right. overbeliever. And, you know, people yeah. like me, you know, that's what gets me caught up a lot of times is like seeing people that are like me that have similar interests and stuff. Mm. And like they're just doing so much more than I am, mm. you know, and, and, I, and then you get stuck in that loop of like, why am I not doing more? Why wow. am I not in that position? But, you know, that's sort of a, a futile argument because you don't know exactly what's going on yeah. you know their parents may be millionaires and they bought them a house and yeah. they don't have to pay for that that's yeah. why they're building all this cool shit and you know doing all these vacations <laughs> and you know and you know there's just there's just so many variables in life and, and you just have to do the best that you can with what you have yeah you know that's such an interesting point that you make because i hate that thought process mm -hmm. But it exists. It does. And you cannot even know that regardless of where you are. But for me, how I've been able to live with that mm -hmm. is realizing that we are all not on the same level playing field. Right. That's all I tell myself when I'm having those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I say, maybe that person, I'm happy for that person. Right. It'd be happy you for know, your success. Like, I'm happy for your success. And if I want to get to that success, I'm like, how did that guy did it? Or how right. did that girl did it? How can I work And to how that can point? I work towards that? Right. That's what I tell myself. But I also tell myself, where I am is also damn good. Yeah. Shit. You know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you, you had to work right. to get where you are. Where and, you are. Right. And like you said, that, that perspective is, is such a heavy thing. And yeah. it's it's easy to ignore it. You know, yeah. but but to you know realize the perspective. You know, there there may be someone my age mm. that doesn't even have a car, and they look at me and they're like, you know, fuck, he's you got four car. cars, five cars, and you have a house and a house. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, how how does he fucking do it? <laughs> Groups <laughs> have your friends help you pay rent. <laughs> that is that is the advice for today. <laughs> hey, that's but, a that's a good now, financial advice. Yeah, but honestly, it's it's all about just taking whatever opportunity you're giving and, and like you have to push yourself and like even if you're anxious like you just have to recognize this is a necessary thing i have to do even mm. though i am terribly anxious and terribly scared of the outcome mm. i this is a good opportunity and if i pull it off right which if i believe i can i will right then it's going to be an amazing outcome mm -hmm. versus you know like for me i'm not a risk taker i don't invest right. in stocks you know i don't <laughs> i'm not one of those people you know what no. i mean i don't gamble you know, because you know. <laughs> because you know for for me like i said growing up with the uncertainties of mm. going home mm. it's tough for me to put money on stuff like that you know what i mean because right. my brain doesn't work like that my brain works of it's going to be the worst thing it possibly can always thinks the always worst. thinks the worst and mm. it's a terrible loop to get caught in but you know that's right. why i i do you know i flip old stereo equipment yeah um from time that's to time. when i have a passion right you know I'll, I'll get get old stereo fix it up you know use it for a couple years and you sell it to someone else who's ready to to enjoy it and right. uh you know that I find a lot of peace in that because it's it's almost guaranteed money and you're not making a killing off of it, but it's right. fun, it's enjoyable. Like I said, it's a tangible product. You can see it. You can see it. You can use it. You there can hear it. There is no significant risk. Right. Exactly. In fact, it is reward. Yes, it is only reward unless it stops working. But if it didn't work before, what did you lose? <laughs> so, <coughs> excuse me. No, you found um, it. So. You know that uh, I lost my train of thought. Where was I? So, um, no. yeah, not not being a risk taker. Um, in you know there 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 are necessary risks in life. Yeah, and you just and sometimes you cannot avoid them. No, 
Nope. And sometimes they're going to turn to shit. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's that's part of life. You know, all we can do really is just keep good people around us. Because through the ups and downs, mm. if you have good people around you, you're mm. going to be taken care of. I agree. And the same thing goes for them. You got good people around you, you take care of them. Yes. Um, you know, as much as you can, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's you know, whether it's it's guidance, mental help, you know, even sometimes uh, financial help, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes your friends end up in spots, you got to help them out a little bit, if you can. If you can, If right. you can, not, right. not like you're always in the position to, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, right. And then you can expect almost, you know, in the future, you're in the same spot, they're going to help you out too. Yeah. Um, but, mm. you know, that's just, life is about networking. Networking, but the right kind of the network. right kind of networking because you can do the wrong kind and end yeah. yourself in a really yeah. bad spot yeah um because sometimes you can be surrounded by friends that just dragging you down mm -hmm. even though they're fun you know they yeah. seem like it's what yeah. you want to do but it's not good for you mm -mm. you know you yeah. you got to be around people with ambition you got to be around people with goals people mm. that you know are are actively doing things and you know like i said not everybody's perfect even if right. they need help from time to time mm -hmm. just being around someone that that is working towards something i agree you know what i mean it doesn't matter how small of a thing if if they're just working towards you know, doing a load of laundry, mm -hmm. I guess, or like, you know, working towards their own career path, right. you know, or an education like you, right. you mentioned earlier. Right. Um, you know, just having people around you that are trying to do something with themselves. Right. Not that everybody has to be a homes and gardens, you know, <laughs> type <laughs> family and, you know, the perfect picture, perfect right. thing and, you know, You're holiday cards. And, no. No, we, we, just, we just want you to try. We're looking for happiness. That's all. And, you know, it's, you know, without my friends, I wouldn't be here, like, mm -hmm. at all. Wow. So, you know, if I left it up to my family, you know, unfortunately, just none of them were, were ready to deal with all the shit that, that happened. Mm. So, no one know how to dealt with it, let alone help anybody else deal with right. it. Right. You know, so, you know, I, I'm very fortunate that I was able to network with good people. And, like, uh, even in the working class, too. Yeah. Um, you know, like, in the mechanic field, networking is everything. Because if you make yeah. good friends with a, a good mechanic, mm. they will teach you whatever you want. Oh, yeah. You know, you can borrow tools, you know, ask, pick their brain on things. Yeah. Because, um, like, yeah, I've run into a lot of repairs on cars that are like, it's something simple and it's something easy. Right. But at the front of it, you know, when you when you originally diagnose what's going on, you're like, oh, my oh, God, God, this is way beyond me. <laughs> and then you talk to them and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a common issue. It's just, you know, this one part that takes 10 minutes to change. And you're like, oh, oh crap. Woo. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have known that. That's so true. Yeah, so you've been dealing with this you know, sort of your mental health journey by being surrounded by people that care about you. Are you going to do therapy by any chance? So Are I you did, seeking therapy? I did for a while. Okay. Um, actually... Uh, and how was I, that? I think it was around 2021 I started that. Well, um, I was doing that. Yeah. Pandemic. That was, right, toward the end of the, like, the, the big pandemic part mm. of it, you know what I mean? So... Was that something that triggered you to want to seek therapy? Or was that a friend that said, encourage you to seek therapy? Or you just took it upon yourself? It was a little bit of all of the above, I'm going to say. Because, you mm. know, I had friends that were definitely concerned for me. Because, you know, they, they knew my story, what I had gone through. And they were worried for me because, mm. you know, I just, I wasn't the same. I wasn't, you know, as happy as outward. Mm. Um, which I've always been, a, I've always been a talker. That's why I'm wow. on, on your podcast now. <laughs> so, um, you know when I get quiet or, you know, when I kind of recess into myself mm. and I'm not quite as, as happy and, you know, I'm not doing things, you know, building stuff, whatever. Right. They kind of notice, like, the change and it's like, you know, you've just been sad a lot. You know, we don't mm. want to see you in this condition. Like, it's understandable, right. but, like, we don't want to see you there regardless. How can we help? Right. And, you know, it was a fight because you get comfortable feeling like that. 
You know what I mean? Like you, you, yeah. And it's it's not like a it's not like the I'm gonna go home and lay in bed type of comfortable, right. but it's like a I'm familiar with this feeling. I don't mind it being here. And you're content. And you're kind of content, and you don't mm. have the energy or you don't have the span to fight back against it. Whatever the case is, mm. you just sort of end up in that pit. Mm. So after a while of being in that pit and just talking to my friends and like realizing like I'm just saying some really crazy awful shit about myself to them Damn. and just beating myself up for no reason mm. um, you know they, they kind of pushed me or suggested the idea of therapy and like I said Mikey was a, a big proponent in that because he had went through therapy for, for a few years for a right. few years so mm. he kind of gave me some insight because I'm I like to try things out before I pay for it. <laughs> I'm stingy. Can I get um, a sample? Right. So, so it was nice to talk to someone who had sort of a therapist point of view, so to speak. Okay. To, you know, hear out my issues and be like, oh, yeah, you know, that's actually not as big of an issue as you're dealing with. You know, you, you see... Imagine that you're standing under a tree. Mm. Each leaf is a problem. That's how you see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you stand above the tree, you see five branches. That's and you cut I'm those five easy. branches off, all the rest of the problems are gone. Easy. You know what I mean? So mm. it was kind of just like taking a different perspective again. Right. right. Um, you know, led me into that. So I, I started seeking therapy. It was very expensive. My insurance didn't cover it. So I only did it for a few months, but it did help. I actually uh, was able to recognize a lot of patterns. Mm. Um, you know, like when I, when I would start to feel, um, you know, bad, or if I felt like, you know, uh, someone was coming at me, mm -hmm. I would just have very, I guess, passive aggressive, like asshole-ish type of reactions, even right. if they were my friends. Almost like a defense mechanism. Yeah, like a defense mechanism, exactly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just the guard that I kept up, and, like, right. I didn't realize I was doing it. And my best friend from middle school, mm. um, there was a couple times where he just blew up on me because I was being an asshole. Damn. And I didn't understand at the time. I was like, you know, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You He's know, like, I defend I'm, I'm myself. Normal, and, yeah. yeah. And, you know, once I started going through therapy, and it clicked, mm. and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> So and I did call him when when I made that uh, connection, that is, yeah. and I, I apologized very thoroughly, and he oh, you know he was good. very thrilled to hear that I had finally <laughs> figured it out. So wow. you know, that, it it did help. I mean, therapy does help. It feels silly, yeah. you know, when you're in it and you're just you're just rambling to this you know lady or guy or whoever mm. you're talking to right. forever, and they just ask you a question like, "How did that make you feel?" And then you go on for forty five minutes, and it's like that didn't help anything. And then, you know, after a while, they offer you little nuggets of yeah. advice, you know, and they kind of have a, a, an established feeling on, on how you are, how you respond to things and, mm. you know, your reactions and so on and so forth. They can kind of like, hey, just from my perspective, this is what I'm seeing. Mm. This is the action. This is your reaction. Right. You know, where's the disconnect between those? So it helps you make connections. Right. That you didn't know existed. And then based on that, you work towards resolving exactly. those issues. Exactly. When you know the problem, you can fix it. That's true. So, wow. um, that's that did help a lot. And if it wasn't so expensive, I'd still be going through therapy. Yeah, um, I mean, that's I've heard that a lot. Like, it's yeah. it being expensive. Four or five hundred dollars a month. Wow. Yeah, which is a fucking car payment. Yeah. And I don't even have a car payment. <laughs> so, like, to pay that much and not even have a car to, you know what I mean? It's just, it was. Yeah, a lot I mean, of it's a lot. I mean, you. But I was, it was the stimmy checks, man. That's yeah. what having. <laughs> They paid for my therapy. <laughs> Shout out to the stimulus. Shout out. <laughs> my God. Man, I mean, I wish we can have, maybe I don't know the resources, um, where you can actually get free therapy or like a discounted therapy. I know like right. there's this website called BetterHelp. That's what I was going through. That's what you're going through. Right. 
Um, but I, I know most young people that I know that wants to try that out, it's just too expensive for them. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I wish somebody can come up with something where we can make it affordable. You know, we got to make therapy like we are going to freaking Walmart or yes. going to freaking yep. Chick-fil-A. Uh -huh. Like, we got to make that. Be able to like walk that. in and like, hey, I'm <laughs> fucked up, bro. Help me out here. <laughs> can you imagine right. a therapy session that yeah. is like, oh, just come to, like, it's yeah, like a fast food restaurant. Them, right, yeah, yeah like, fast food therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try that one. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> We might have just created something. Might just, just all right. I think let's trash the podcast <laughs> idea. We gotta put our we the gotta, zero dollars you spent to something else. <laughs> yeah, let's let's make a fast food therapy. Right. All right, everybody. We're gonna have um. You can just drive through. Express mental health. Yeah, drive through. We, <laughs> we have a menu. Right. It's like you how you childhood today. trauma, and then you got uh like suicidal thoughts, right, suicidal depression. thoughts, depression, anxiety. <laughs> Um, yeah, we parental issues. Right, <laughs> and you gotta pick one. All right, maybe I'll pick out of the box. All right, yeah, you get you get you get a combo meal. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> Oh my god, I promise you, we're not making fun of yeah. mental health. <laughs> we're, we're all in this boat together. We're you gotta laugh about together. it sometimes. But imagine if yeah, well, therapy was that easy to access right. well, they don't, and affordable. They don't want us to have help that readily available. Yeah. And by they, I mean, it's just like, it's a, it's a systemic thing. It definitely is. Because you've got to think yeah. most of the people that are dealing with these mental issues or mm. mental health issues and and disorders that you know we have are from Low. more impoverished families yeah. lower yeah. middle lower class lower or lower class, you know yeah. lower class Poor families people. so and yeah. they, they don't want to help us you know they yeah. don't want to direct the funds you know we were too busy blowing up other countries to <laughs> fucking worry about <laughs> so, our own and you know they don't care about us because there, there is a there is a humanistic difference between the wealthy and the poor in this country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to think there. There are people out there that don't know that every household doesn't have a butler. <laughs> that is real shit, and I'm not kidding you. Like, I wish I was making that You're talking up. Talking like the is that a one percent of the upper upper middle class? I would say like I would say probably like the upper twenty five to thirty percent don't know that people. Not everyone has a butler. <laughs> so. But, you know, to know that there's that disconnect between people, you know, the people running our country yeah. haven't been in the general populace in 40 or 50 years. Yeah. You know, they've been in celebrity status that whole time. They're yeah. disconnected. Don't even know what a gallon of milk costs. No. And that's terrifying. <laughs> because to you and I, $8 for a gallon of milk is the difference between paying our bills and eating. Yes. And, you know, that's just, you know, I go to the, the market now and I fill up one of those little mini shopping carts. Oh. And that's a $70, 80 $90 for like three Easily. bags of some Coke. You know, it's Easily. crazy. Easily. It, it's so, it, has, it has gotten so expensive. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that, we still going to be in this issue for a while. Oh, it, it may not get better. <laughs> that's, that's it may not get better. Thoughts. Right, because it's, it's pretty deep. And I mean, this is now not only a U.S. issue, but it's also worldwide because China's economy is, is crumbling. It's Look crumbling, into it yeah. a little bit. They have a yeah. lot of really, really big defaulted loans from public mm -hmm. infrastructure that are, are crumbling. Yeah. Uh, and that's not good because, as you know, we're very monetarily involved with China. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you we know, have then, to be. You know, God... 
God bless poor Ukraine. You know, they're yeah. going through it right now. And then, oh, and then Russia's off the fucking rails. Yeah. We don't even know what's happening in the Middle East anymore. No. We were there for 30 or 40 years. And we even don't longer, forget about... And it's just gone. Yeah. 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 So there's... Yep. It's Afghanistan just, is still a mess. Yeah. So those people aren't worried about us. They're not worried about the regular people that go to work every day and try yeah. and support family. We're the least of their concerns. There are but, other countries where they do worry about that kind of stuff, but it ain't yeah. here. Yeah. You know, we I mean, have a lot of countries like Norway, countries right. like Greenland... I mean, all these like most European countries where you can actually, bro, you can, you, they have social services like free uh, 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 healthcare, free uh, 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 schools. Right. Uh, you got a lot of stuff that are free to you. Yeah, free education and, and yeah. healthcare is a big one for me because in yeah. America, and I'm sure as most of the listeners know, especially if they're you know from anywhere but the states, our healthcare system's a joke. I haven't been to a des- dentist since I was in elementary school. <laughs> I've had I shit you know I've had a broken wisdom tooth since 2015, bro. God it broke dude. in high school, but it didn't hurt, so I never went to get You're it like, fixed. I'm gonna tough this yeah, out. Whatever, you know, it's been almost 10 years now. God damn. So um, yeah, and that's all can be traced back then. You were talking like if you don't have the money to go to therapy you the money you have you think about paying bills yes you think about trying to stay alive you're trying to shrub every right. end means you got just to be alive i gotta put gas in the tank so i can go to, go work, to work to make money yep then how are you gonna spend that money to go to therapy right that's crazy yeah i'm serious though what if we can have a simpler approach to therapy i would love that I would absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of people that didn't even go through childhood trauma that just have some things they want to resolve within themselves, whether yeah. it's like a chemical imbalance or just, you know, improper thought processes. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of really good people yeah. that are really fucked up. Right. And not not even through any doing of their own. Right. Um. You know, it's just you know what they dealt with as kids. I have. Uh, it's actually it's crazy because almost every single one of my friends has a horrible story about their parents' marriage. Yeah. You know, crazy parents and you know uh, yeah. addict parents or you know. Yeah. Like, it, it's just terrifying. It's and, you know, some of the most beautiful, some of the most artistic people that I know are dealing with some of the darkest issues. And I, it's just crazy to think how much of our generation is actually suicidal. And yeah. good people, too. I mean, like, genuinely good people. Mm. And they just, you know, they're just tired of dealing with things because it's like, you know, it feels like a, a, a fight that you never get ahead of. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's right. like every day there's just something else to catch up on, but you're never making progress. You just you feel like every time you try, every time you take a step forward, you take two steps backwards. Exactly. That's a crazy perspective to have. And that's a, it's a sinking feeling. It's very serious. Yeah. So, um, man, I gotta say, man, you are definitely trying to break that curse. Yeah. That I generational that. trauma, and I'm really, really happy. It and takes so a lot. Proud of you. <laughs> it takes you. a lot. You had to, you had to deal with a lot, man, and you had to look in the mirror and face that, mm-hmm. and still face it. But you just powering through. I'm just happy for you. Yeah, because I just, you know, I as a kid, like I, I knew that the shit was wrong, and like I yeah. said, I didn't have all the details. I just knew it was wrong. Yeah, and I knew that better was out there. Yeah. And I, I, I had to make myself better. I didn't want to be a product of that type of environment, which you can only get away from so much. Yeah. You know, and I, I definitely, I could have just fallen victim to it 
and just Easily. laid on my back and right. just let it happen and, and mm. you know just you know follow like for example the same course as, as my sister and just right. you know fall into drugs as a right. result and you know live a dishonest life for a while mm. but I, I knew that wasn't me no. I knew that wasn't the right way to do it and I knew just because other people were doing it didn't mean that it was right and right. it was something I had to break myself out of if I wanted my life to get any better mm. you know and, and progress has been made life yeah. is a lot more certain now I deal with a lot where less where you are now right. in your journey now progress so much better and like much i said happier. i still deal with a lot of stuff but like it's it's different things now i'm seeing that i'm i'm whittling down you know a ball of stressors and a ball of you know whatever that i had to deal <laughs> with and i can see it getting smaller and smaller and smaller Ooh. to the point where now i'm just hyper focused on certain issues okay. it's not like everything around me is burning down all the time oh, you, you know what like, i mean oh i mean this environment everything is crashing everything comes crumbling down on me but you're like i can focus on this one thing right and i'm gonna crush that thing and i'm gonna crush that and thing. then move on to the next exactly hopefully you're taking the time you're taking our time to also recuperate between yes. dealing with things yeah and that's and, that's and, a big thing too pat on the back too yes it's like i never learned how to relax as a kid that's you crazy. know i just knew what you wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and you start getting shit done work 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 work, work, work. work. right the days off like i didn't i could not sleep in until probably two or three years ago mm. i could not sleep past seven o'clock no matter what i st even if i stayed up till 4 a.m i'm up at seven Damn. didn't matter um wow yeah and that's it, a very rigorous yes and lifestyle. It, it takes a toll on you because yeah. you know i'm only i'll be 25 uh next month still very young and it's still very young but like i feel old you know because <laughs> i've just worked so much and like i've had an old person's working person schedule right. for so long it's like i feel like i've been doing this for 25 years but i only have the 10 years of experience to show for it you know Damn. so that that takes a big toll on me too because like i always have the feeling of like i should be making the money that these big time mechanics are because right. i've been doing this my whole life right but i haven't Right, you know what I mean. I've I've been. It just feels like it that. feels like I have. Mm. So it that is a, a big thing I'm I'm learning to to deal with and cope with now. But you are putting yourself in a position to get to that point. Right. So and that's another thing to recognize now. Right. And now I can sleep in. Now Good. I don't have a problem telling people, no, this is my day off. I want to stay home. I want Boundaries. to sleep in. Right. <laughs> and, and establishing that for myself has helped a lot because I found a lot more time to do what I wanted to do, what I needed to do for myself. Good. And, you know, I still help people, mm -hmm. you know, throughout the week. I still help my friends out. I still give them advice on cars, you know, right. whatever the case is. You know, we still chill and just bullshit and do yeah. whatever, you know, time to time. Right. I actually just got my hot tub working oh yeah um, so yeah we've been chilling got the hot, hot tub, tub. Yeah, Ooh, dude, it is that. so pimping <laughs> oh my god like the, the whole first month it started working we just sit out there every night until like 10. <laughs> it's just you know they tell you you're not supposed to be in it for more than 30 minutes uh, we're that bitch like, for yeah. four hours dude every night i'm Man, gonna get chlorine poisoning <laughs> <laughs> that's called self yes. care. Yes, self care, right there. And let me tell with them jets on, boy, I feel Ooh, good. Nah. So yeah, so I have, I've learned to relax. You know, I take vacations. I take time for myself, even if it's just two hours throughout the day to just sit down and not worry about anything. You know what I mean? It just just to take that time or just you know to to decide. Okay, this is my day off. I'm just gonna go to the junkyard and bullshit because I love going to the junkyard. Right, you love you know, that's cars, that's right. that's my place that's of peace. That's your me time. Right. 
Because I can go there, you know, I can I can just look at cars, you know, even cars that you don't see a lot are in junkyards, you can take them apart and just kind of fuck with it. Like, it's not anybody's car. Right. As long as you're not being disrespectful and breaking things so someone else can take it if they need it. Right. But, like, you can just learn about stuff. You just pop the hood, look at it. You, you know, what at, engine right. does this have? What car right. is it? You know, learn. So, you know, that... that brings me a lot of peace um you know going to the junkyard especially with friends because you know mm -hmm. we all drive old pieces of shit so we always yeah. need something yeah so um you know yeah. that that does a lot of good for me and you know vacations I, I started taking more road trips to go visit friends that's good um and that that does make me feel a lot better that's um, so awesome. i'm just not working myself to death i mean don't get me wrong i'm still hustling like on the side oh, yeah every yeah. every yeah, now do. and again i'm busting outside work yeah because um, you know, in in this country, is a gotta economy, hustle. You gotta hustle to make it. But that what you said is so important because a lot of young people are not taking the time for themselves. Yeah, it's detrimental. And, and I, I mean, feel like we are normalizing that because yeah. I feel like we try to we give people that are working ten jobs right compliments. Right, we be like, oh my god, you're working four They're killing five themselves. jobs. <laughs> you kidding? Like I'm so no, but like we're not telling them to take time. Right. And have a break and i feel like there are people just working you burn yourself out but then also you can understand that you can understand mm -hmm. why they're doing that why they're a doing young it. person they have their reasons yes they gotta yeah they want a better future and it's just finding it's, that it's, balance that in between of of you know am i doing enough yeah, or am i doing too much, too much. It's, right it's hard finding man. that balance and i mean it, it really it just the way i found it comes in waves because yeah. there's a couple months where things aren't that great at work i gotta bust ass on the side to make sure things are taken care of yeah but then there's other months where it's like okay you know i'm caught up the checks from work are pretty good like i can yeah. take a few evenings for myself and yeah. just chill out or you know take a Do vacation road trip yeah. or you know, like it like you said mm. and it's um you know it's Something really important to keep in mind, and this is another cliche okay. that we, you know, that we hear, but you know, it never really sticks until you realize what it means. Mm. Progress is not linear, mm. so it's you know, it's yeah. tough for me to. It goes in waves. Exactly, yeah. it comes up and down, and, mm -hmm. and you know, you just got to be along for that ride because things, when they get better, they are better than yeah. they ever were before, and sometimes when they get worse, it's worse than you've ever seen. Yeah, but. On the other side of that, it's going to be you might not you know ever remember the lows because the highs are so good. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So you know you just got to roll with the punches and stick with it. And sometimes it just seems like the shit keeps coming, but like you just have to have that that self awareness of like I'm a good person. I don't deserve to be going through this. Eventually, at some point, it's going to have to stop. And as long as you yourself aren't feeding into whatever is happening, mm. it's going to stop. Yeah. It takes time. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes 10 years. Right. You know, like uh, my mother's drinking. I knew that I had not deserved that. I hadn't earned that sort of behavior or environment. No. You know, but you didn't, I... You didn't ask for that. No. I, <laughs> I sure as hell didn't ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I knew that eventually... It had to stop. Right. One way or another, that was going to stop. And mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be something that I had to continue to deal with. And I'm just, you know, again, blessed that I'm able to, to continue the relationship with my mother, you know, with her sobriety right. is, you know, something I'm thankful every day for because she's more like the person that she was mm. and when you were little when i was a little kid and that's mm. you know that's that's really good to see you know i've driven out uh once to see her while she's in tennessee oh good uh since then uh and she's doing much better like you can see it in her eyes she has the same you know shine that she yeah. used to so and that makes you happy that makes me so happy you and know, that, even, that even helps you in your mental health journey now. right exactly because then i sort of have that closure and you know to hear her apologize for the things that she done even if even if it doesn't carry the weight that i expected it to right now 
now, I mm. still know, you know, one day eventually I'm just going to be like, okay, you know, my, my brain's just going to stop fighting and it's going right. to be like, okay, she meant it. Right. You know, because I, I heard it so much as a kid. Uh, you know, and that's what fucked me up a lot too when mm. I was a kid was just hearing, I'm sorry, and then the so same pattern. is like... Exactly. And it's like, you know, when do you stop believing people? Mm. And and that's by a reason you also have relationship issues. Exactly. So, you know, it's it's a lot to deal with. Mm. Um, and some days it's just really heavy because, like, you, you know all those issues are there and, like, you can't help but ask yourself, where would I be if I mm. wasn't dealing with this? Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, just to like, think, like, would I have been in a different uh, point in my life? Exactly. Would if, I have been yeah. more successful? Would I have, mm. you know, been in a, in a better position, a better circle of friends, you right. know, a better career? But, you know, again, all those questions are futile because... Why? It doesn't matter. Who knows? I, you would, I, you're never going to know. No. Because for all you know, if she hadn't have been an alcoholic, we would have, you know, weird shit in the universe would have lined up and I'd have just been in a car accident and killed it. You know what I mean? So maybe I wouldn't have had a life outside of that. I know. You never know. Right. So it's just, you know, there's no use in, in beating up over questions like that. I Really... Unless you are for the future. Unless for the future. But, and you can only speculate. You know, you right. have no idea what's going to happen. No. But you can just do your best mm -hmm. and, you know, really just set yourself up as good as you can for the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can take every step you can to make it as good as possible. And there's going to be unforeseen circumstances that pop up. That is a guaranteed. Right. Um, but you just got to be But if to... you set yourself up as good as possible, then mm. you, you have the best possible outcome, even out of a shitty situation. You know what mm. I mean? Man, you dropping bomb here for the people. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, man. Do you have any, like, you know, final words to say to the people that they can take with? Because your story, man, is amazing. Like, I'm listening to it now. Like, I, I mean, I've known you for almost a year. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've gotten deeper on this. Level. No, not in this depth. Yeah. So, um, really? I, I'm, I feel inspired by your story, and I'm pretty sure somebody out there will be inspired. Well, I appreciate story, that. And I, so. I hope so. And I mean, like, it's it's something I still deal with. You know, not every day is perfect. I still have days where I wish I wasn't here. Mm. But I just, I let it be that it's just a wish. Right. You know what I mean? I, I right. know you have to bring yourself back and think, you know, this is, it's a permanent solution to a temporary issue. I like that. Um, and it's, you know, suicide's not the answer. It sure, sure as hell feels like it. You know, you get yeah. into a situation, you're just like, you know, if I just wasn't here at all, yeah. you know, I wouldn't have to deal with any of this. Mm. Um, but that that's not the case. Right. Um, you know, right. each person here, you know, you, you have to remember sometimes in situations it does help to minimalize things um, because, you know, depression, anxiety, things of that nature really allow you to, your mind to run free with small issues. Mm. And it just turns things into way bigger than they have to be. And it, it just, I guess my, my last piece of advice is just make sure you have the right perspective on things. Yeah. Um, because important. don't let a small issue turn into a big issue. Mm. You know, even if, like I said, even if you can't catch yourself and break yourself out of that cycle, at least beginning to recognize, like, okay, I feel myself starting to spiral. I know I'm about to exaggerate every mm. issue that runs through my head. Yeah. Then you're at least aware of it, and you can kind of have some sort of third-party perspective on it mm. without getting totally sucked into it. Right. So, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm just glad I could share with people. Uh, you know, shit's tough. Life ain't easy, but you know we <laughs> yeah. we got to be here for each other. I agree, man. I agree, and um, and I'm here for you, bro. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, and I and I hope you know that. Absolutely, I'm, I'm here for you. Uh, you can always shoot me a call, and we can always take a road trip. I'm down for a road trip. I work from <laughs> home now, so whenever oh, you want to take yeah. a road trip, let me know. I just need a computer and an internet. All right, I'll get my work done while I'm traveling. So, uh, you know, just. 
you know just know i'm here for you thank you really for this um Absolutely. it means a lot to me i'm sure it means a lot to other people listening out there um and i'm really glad that you opened up and shared because i mean especially from a god perspective mm -hmm. you know, like you talk about perspective right Guys, we don't talk about shit like this. No. Oh, that's actually, real quick, my no. closing statement. No, 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 go for it. Don't act go tough. I don't care what your dad told you. <laughs> I don't care what your mom told you. Open up about that shit. Find a friend that you can talk to about it. Mm. Let it out. Yeah. Fucking talk about it. Uh. Don't hold it in. Don't put on that whole, oh, I don't want the neighbors to know. Fuck the neighbors. <laughs> Who gives a shit? You have to worry about yourself. And just the way that some people throw themselves at work, mm. you have to throw yourself at yourself. You have to dedicate yourself just as much to learning about yourself, mm. your reactions, right. the situations that you end up in, how some things can be avoided. Mm. That's what you have to put your focus into. Right. Act tough against yourself. I'm not going to let myself beat myself up today. Right. You know what I mean? Act so tough that's, against yeah, yourself. Act tough against yourself. Because I'm so tired of seeing guys like, oh, well, I don't fucking need to worry about yeah. it. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Or yeah. you're just going to pass it on to your kids, whether you know it or not. Damn. You know what I mean? just be a generation of yes. my shit. Yes. And that's how that continues because they like it's it's tough guy yeah. mentality it doesn't because guys don't want to be portrayed out being soft right and it's not so talk. talking about your emotions isn't soft because i promise I you someone come on me you know crooking on some shit i'm gonna fucking punch them but yeah <laughs> that's you you have to yeah you don't mess with my be, right <laughs> you gotta be open with yourself because without that you don't know where your like you said your boundaries are yeah you don't know what things are worth your effort and time and what things aren't mm. um there's actually a, a song uh, i'm trying to remember the the song lyric about who St uh benny the butcher uh yeah it's a, he's a rapper uh he says uh stand for something or fall for anything mm. and that's that's a big thing you have to take into account with your personal mental journey right you know personally because if you if you just let yourself be sad and be beat up all the time and, and you have to for some period of time to recognize it to learn how to deal with it to learn how you're feeling right but if you just allow that to, to take control of you you're vulnerable and you're gullible for anything yeah whether you know you act tough or whatever when you're that fucked up you don't know what to actually do what's the right action so mm. you know that just leads to more trouble but yeah, that's it. That's my rambling. <laughs> no, you're not rambling, man. You you dropping our bombs out here, and you you really like you probably gonna change somebody's life out there. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I'm because you're we, gonna we touch need somebody. Um, I'm just proud of you. At the end of Thank the day, you. happy for you and proud of you, bro. And you've come a long way, and I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad I got a chance to meet you. You know, and uh, and I'm glad you're taking the necessary step to help yourself. Thank you, man. So I'm I'm really blessed to have you in my life and you know to meet people you know through work like as amazing as yourself to you know have that that support and you know your very mature uh very articulate stances on on a lot of topics you know i mean i i can talk to you about anything you know and it's really good to have people around you that no man you're a great dude man i really appreciate you thank you for everything and to the people out there man take your mental health seriously um like you know like my brother duwin said surround yourself by people that cares and people that love you and people that are going to look out for you um just you know take the time for yourself and uh and, and seek and seek help you know and and just try to understand yourself and be emotionally well and uh, of yourself and your own feelings um but you know thank you man i appreciate you uh to the people until next time peace